Ho, ho, ho. Uh, welcome to Punta Vista, episode 179. It's the last episode before Christmas, and I am standing here in line uh, with my co hosts to get our annual podcast photo taken with Santa. <laughs> we are at Maya. Uh, Lucy is picking up things on the shelves, looking at the price tag, and immediately putting them back down. Of course I am. It's my answer. Ridiculous. It's too expensive. Bloody joke this in is here. just two pillowcases in this? And yeah. it's, it's $90. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Interesting. Getting slugged at the Maya Bowser every time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, we've been standing here for about 40 minutes so far, uh, mainly arguing about who is going to sit on one of Santa's knees, who's going to sit on the other knee, and which loser has to stand up behind Santa. And I don't think we've reached a resolution yet. This must be a very large Santa. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Just, just, just two big men here, and I'm not sitting on that guy's lap. It's weird. Go on. It's weird. He's beckoning. He's beckoning you. <laughs> oh, I bet he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his working with children's check. I hope uh, he does. <laughs> you would really hope, wouldn't you? You'd hope so. <laughs> At the old, the old mall Santa. Have you taken the girls to do a mall Santa photo this year? Uh, like the sad one where he has to be six feet away from you? No, not They're this so year? depressing. They're, I keep seeing people posting the photos and I'm just like, I just wouldn't have got the photo this year. You could just draw a picture of Santa or like go stand next to another Christmas thing. Come on. It's not the same. I, I went nearish yeah. to Santa. Pretty mm. cool. <laughs> Um, Eleanor, wife of the show, my wife Eleanor, was at a shopping center recently and she said, <laughs> she said all of the, um, you could tell lots of people were getting their Santa photos done because like all of the little boys had like gel in their hair spiked up. Oh no, that's tricky. <laughs> and yeah, we were sort of discussing why people, I don't know if this is a purely Australian phenomenon. I know that Americans give their children like fucked up haircuts. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they've been giving kids the haircut that Danny had in The Shining for like 40 years. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like the little page boy bowl yeah, cut every thing. little boy has that cut. Oh, man. My kids watched the uh, the Miley Cyrus movie recently. Like, Sorry, the uh, Hannah Montana movie. Mm, mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, the, the Disney Channel haircuts on boys in whatever that was, 2007... They all had it, just like bowl cuts swept to the side. Real sexy. Well, it's kind of like a... It's like someone got halfway through doing like a really seen haircut and said, that'll do. Don't want it too seen. Just Disney Channel scene. (laughs) (laughs) Disney Channel level of scene. But what we do here in Australia is we say, oh, time for something fancy, like a Santa photo at the shopping center. Uh, I'd better get like a, a handful of like that stiff, clear 1980s hair gel. And I'll, I'll put it on my child's forehead and splay my fingers out and move my hands straight up. Give my kid the 1998 Shane Warne mm-hmm. for this 2020 Christmas photo. I'm sure that's exactly what it's inspired by. So, yeah, we were trying to figure out why people do it. I think it's because like... I don't know. I guess with with most like normie little boys, the que- like it's just so you can say, "Well, I did something. Did something to alter his appearance. We put right. some effort in." Yeah, it's and that's what evident. adult men do too. You go on out and you put your hair gel in. That's what I understand <laughs> of the male um, getting ready process. The crispier, the better. Mm-hmm. You want that kind of gel where once it has set, if you touch your hair or anybody else touches your hair, you just you're fucked. For the rest of the evening. <laughs> you know? It, like, it's, it starts turning back into powder somehow. That's what you want. Oh, mm. yeah. We're all just dragging we're it across the line. We're feeling good. We've got, uh, we've got hungover co-hosts. We've got people with kids just trying to get ready for the holidays. It's exhausting. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing you've got to do when you've got kids. Thing. Um... My wife had to buy Christmas presents for me and for the kids and for my mom and my dad and my brother and his wife and for all of her relatives. And I had to go out and buy presents for her. It's tough being the man in the relationship, right? (laughs) I wish that wasn't true, what I just said. (laughs) It's so true. 
I you really must have got her something like really good though, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you can say what it is on the pod because she's not going to listen to this episode. Yeah, so. she doesn't care. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Um, okay. Because you're embarrassed? Mm. No, I'm just not going to say it. What if she does listen? It's you a got her a new room. ironing board. <laughs> <laughs> the single most offensive present you can purchase for someone. Hey, the 12-year-old one we have is fine. I mean, it's, actually, how- it's not fine, to be fair. Like, how good can an ironing board be compared to another ironing board, yeah, though, they're, right? They're like, like it's good a flat ironing surface. Boards? There's absolutely good ironing boards. Oh, wouldn't know. Never ironed anything in my life. Ever? So, I feel like ironing is for men. I don't have anything that needs wow. ironing. That's true. Men men are doing the ironing. Men are doing the ironing. Yeah. In my family, anyway. <laughs> I do the ironing. And in your family, is it like... Throughout the ages, <laughs> the men have always done the ironing. Uh, Law men. <laughs> yeah, me, me and my dad, and we're setting a new, a new standard yeah. for our family, you know. Your daughters will never touch an iron if you have your way. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. They're independent people. I can't tell them what to do. You kind of can. They're your kids. They're quite I young. Can. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like it would be weird if they were like, you know, 20 and dating. And I was like, did he try to make you iron a shirt? <laughs> Tell me the truth. You will never see him again. No, you can definitely get a better ironing board. The problem with ours is that, um, is that the, the surface that is under the ironing board cover has now like flattened down too thin. So, depending on the material that you iron, you will get the pattern of the metal that is, like, underneath all oh, that material. Okay. No, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely bad. So, really I've gone off the rails. There's informative uh, there's, stuff. Yeah. You can get ones that have, like, a little a little extra thing out the side that you can rest the iron on. You know? Oh. Yeah. Fancy pants stuff. So, it, it sounds like you do need a new ironing board. Yeah. Yeah, we do. But I'm not getting one for my wife for Christmas, despite your insistence that I do. Mm. We'll that, that you also you fully extend it like you set it up and then you wrap it so it's immediately <laughs> obvious what it is what gag. could it oh. be <laughs> it would be very funny <laughs> trying to get it in the car to like take it <laughs> we're like going away for Christmas that's uh, to be honest that is one of my dreaded parts of the year is um I so I am the ironer in the family, and also the person who packs everything into the car when we're going somewhere. I jenga everything around in the ah, back. The you know. two men jobs. Yeah. Yep. Um, but but for Christmas, it means that you have to, if you're going away for any reasonable stretch of time, you've got to get all your own luggage in there, and then all of the Christmas presents that you're taking for like extended family that you're seeing and everything. Apologies if you live somewhere where you cannot go and see your extended family because yeah, you might God. kill them. Insensitive. Mm. Well, that's why I apologized. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's no good. It's kind of a bummer, those those Christmas photos. Yeah, they're the really depressing. I'm sorry <laughs> to you if you have a nice <laughs> you, picture of your child with Santa. You yeah, maybe you it. got a lovely one of you and your child standing uh, six feet away from Santa and it was really nice. Maybe uh, we didn't. Our kids are kind of like they're wise to the the mall Santa. Oh, they they're know like, that that's not real Santa. Yeah, but the weird thing is that like they, I think they have like a self-correcting internal mythology uh, where they say, "Is that the is that the real Santa?" And I uh, I answer this question in the same way I answer all these questions, and I go, "What do you think?" Mm. And they go. No, I think Santa gets other people to do it because he's very busy with the whole toy thing. And That's I go, very smart. Okay. Sure. And we move on. <laughs> and I don't have to get any further into it, you know? <sighs> ben, you're very quiet there. How are you feeling? I feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad because me too. I just, I'm glad we didn't do the podcast any earlier in the day because I was having a very hard time. Uh, doing anything and I'm still having a very hard time but I feel mm. largely better wine what's the deal with wine and what it does to your body when you drink lots of it it doesn't do good things are to you, your body Ben are you describing to me currently a red wine hangover well I started with a pet nat uh, and then we went into a bottle of I believe it was a, a Nebbiolo mm. these aren't real wines uh, and then after that I don't know but it was another <laughs> bottle of wine and we drank it and I feel very bad. I feel like the red wine hangover is brutal. Mm, oh, and then that's what I'm having. We finished the wine and I was like, you know what? We're out of wine. 
let's just split this 10% stout that I have in the fridge. Oh, no. Oh, no. You yeah. can't, you you can't, can't switch. Mm. can't switch gears that late in the game. I made nothing but mistakes and I feel like absolute shit. Rookie, rookie error from a real veteran. You know? mm. If you see a sort of wine-coloured patch of vomit in the uh, <laughs> pickup drop-off area of Brisbane Airport, that was me. That is rough. Mm. That's pretty rough. It's very hot today as well. You know, oh, oh, no. sun's so oh, bright and just no. so humid. Oh, I'm feeling so poorly. And like, you know, I, I assume you had made a prior commitment to take somebody to the airport. Uh, no, I was a, a, a ride-along passenger with my mum had driven to Brisbane from Stanthorpe to pick up my sister. So, I was just sort of along for the ride uh, to say hello. And you sure did. You I sure, sure did. did. <laughs> yeah. You said hello to them. You said hello to the ground. Haven't seen either of them for a very long time. And oh, uh, they no. were both just like, and here he is. What a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Vomiting in public as an adult is very demoralizing. <laughs> yeah, like if you see a child doing it, you're like, oh, that's a kid. You know, they'll do shit like that. Mm-hmm. Seeing like a grown adult do it, you're like, oh, God. Oh, come on. <laughs> How um, fucked up is that man's life? <laughs> Quite. One of my kids uh, was sick recently, like uh, vomited. And she was acting like Jerry Seinfeld. She was like, oh, I had such a streak going. <laughs> it's like. I've thrown up for such a long time, and I'm like, would <laughs> would you, would you even know five year old? But um, so she demanded to be comforted after having like doused my mother from neck to shoes. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. We had like we'd been out, and she drank like a big glass of lemonade and ate a cheeseburger and. This is on Eleanor's birthday and came home, <laughs> came home and like ate something else and then like sculled a big hot Milo, big, big, big bunch of errors, basically. Mm. And, um, and she came, came running out in the lounge room going, oh, my stomach really hurts. And she sounded like she was in pain, you know. And uh, my mum foolishly says, come here, come to grandma, sit on, <laughs> sit on my lap, tell me what ails you. And she's like, touched her stomach and May's gone, ah, the pain. <laughs> and then has gone, bruh, bruh, and done two like powerful projectile vomits directly onto mum. And um, yeah, just, just coated. Mum had, mum got into the shower at our place with all of her clothes on. That's how bad it was. This is really making me feel very good right now. Yeah. It's really I, pleasant. Thank you. Well, it's so, solidarity. Solidarity. So, um, so Maeve was like, so I don't feel embarrassed. Please tell me stories about when you guys had to throw up. <laughs> so, yeah. And it just, so she made me tell a, a story which involved becoming very sick while I was out of the house and having to like trying to get back home and throwing up everywhere and thinking the same thing, Ben, which is. I'm sure people were looking at me going, it is 5 p.m., you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How could you have yourself in this condition, projectile vomiting into a bin on a tram stop at like 5 p.m.? And the answer was I had become very sick. I had like gastro or something. But, um, but you can't tell people that at the time. You try not to make any eye contact. And yeah. You just want to, you want to be on your way. Just looking at everyone that saw you and saying, "Hello, I have gastro. Hello, I have gastro. Hello, I have gastro." Allow me to explain my appearance and odor, <laughs> sir. I realize what you must be thinking, but mm. oh, there's a story to be told. <laughs> Allow I have me to gastro. Tell. I will spin you a, a yarn. Hold on one moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, sympathy, sympathy for you guys uh, for being in this condition that you had nothing to do with. I don't know how it happened. I have yep. no idea how I will I ended be looking up in this condition. I'll put in new protocols and processes <laughs> to make sure this cannot happen again. <laughs> We're doing an internal review. <laughs> the results of which will be private. Oh, boy. So, um, I guess in order to help you guys out, what if I take us through some of the stories we want to talk about this week? Hey, thank that you would so be much. wonderful. And, and you guys, you can both just close your eyes. Oh, that I am actually going to take my glasses <laughs> off because they're giving me a headache at the moment. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, boy. So, um, 
Ben brings to us a story from the ABC. Man, man avoids prison after becoming robbery getaway driver for Facebook friend. <laughs> Who among us? You know, uh, people in glass houses, etc. A Tasmanian man who became an unwitting armed robbery getaway car driver for a man he met on Facebook just weeks earlier has been sentenced to 70 hours community service for being an accessory to the crime. When you say, like, met on Facebook... There's a real specific kind of person that meets new friends on Facebook. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, he saw someone in a comment section was like, hey, bro, I love your style. Maybe we could take this offline. Onto also online, but we could become Facebook friends. I believe that these people met, like, uh, on a post in, like, the Hobart Hydro and Homegrown uh, community or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Just something, ah, oh, you also like 1990s hip-hop? <laughs> Let's hang out. Bro, we should get together, punch cones, <laughs> listen to some 36 Chambers, and plan a robbery, I guess. Uh, Benjamin Matthew Cosgrove, 23, of Ulverston handed himself into police over the incident and pleaded guilty to accessory to robbery and evading police. It sounds like he maybe all got he a little in over his head. He might have done something. The Supreme Court of Tasmania heard Cogro- Cosgrove thought he had been driving his new friend. <laughs> and who doesn't love to make a new friend? What a lovely way to phrase that. Like, they've not gone with something impersonal like that he thought he had been driving... This other man. It's his new friend. New friend. Just kind of a subjective judgment, right? To, like, (laughs) say that two other people are in a friendship. Well, we uh, we just went for this afternoon. We went and had a barbecue over at um, at this other family's house because our kids are in class together and stuff like that. And um, Eleanor and... And uh, this woman were already friends and had hung out a bunch. But I hadn't really had a chance to hang out with her husband. And so, we'd hung out today. It was all very nice. And I definitely came away from that going, I have a new friend. But you, can't say it out, you can't say it out loud, no, you know? you can't say it. No. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It, just, it just happens. You don't, you don't put it in the transcript of the Supreme Court of Tasmania. You know? No. Uh, he thought he had been driving his new friend, Nathan Deckers, 28, of West Launceston, to the bank in Devonport <laughs> in Tasmania's northwest on July 2nd. Uh, the court heard Cosgrove had parked his car in Devonport's CBD and waited in it while Deckers went down the street and robbed a 63-year-old woman of her handbag. Huh. Oh. Yeah, also part of this makes it sound like he was involved in a bank heist, but it's actually just him taking a woman's handbag. So. Well, it's it's... I mean, it was already a funny image to think, hey, I made friends with this guy from the Hobart buy, sell, swap uh, <laughs> Facebook page. And he wants a, a ride to the bank. And I took him to the bank and I waited outside. And, you know, he came back and he really wanted to get home in a hurry. <laughs> Imagine that. You take your friend. The, your friend is just like, just drive me to the bank, wait in the car, and I'll be back. I'll be back very soon. <laughs> I anticipate there will be very little wait time mm. on my issue. And I want you uh, to drive very fast when I return. But why Why be like, I need to go to the bank and then just rob an old lady down the road? Is that like his euphemism for making a withdrawal? You know, Maybe. He considers little old ladies' purses to be his bank. Yeah. Mm, apparently. Like. Uh, when the 63-year-old woman resisted, uh, Deckers produced a replica gun. Justice Robert Pierce said in sentencing Cosgrove, uh, she was not aware that the gun was a replica and handed her bag to Deckers. I feel like she probably would have done it anyway. Probably. He said Cosgrove was waiting in his car and when Deckers returned to it, he was told to, quote, drive. (laughs) In that exact tone of voice. Well, that's all you can do, really, isn't it? Oh, I guess you can do the, uh, the very, like, panicked thing in movies like Drive. Where the, the the amateur bank robber gets in, they're all they're all they're all sweaty, you know. Mm. Ah! Uh, but Ryan Gosling, cool as a cucumber. You heard the victim scream. Justin Pierce said, "You faced the difficult decision of what to do." He demanded you drive away. Uh, the court heard police using their lights and sirens started following the duo at Fourth, about ten minutes from Devonport. 
Justice Pierce said Cosgrove, quote, deliberately drove away from the police at high speed. And at one point was driving at 140 kilometers per hour in an 80 kilometer per hour zone, creating a risk to others. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit fast. I'm going to say too fast. I think that's too fast for me. Hmm. 140. Anybody, anybody here ever driven a car at 140 kilometers an hour before? I used to get my VL up to 160. Woo! <laughs> Going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, my first car had a two-cylinder motorbike engine in it. <laughs> and I could get that going 90 kilometers an hour down a hill. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, no, maybe I could get it to like 100. But 90, like if it was flat, you know. It's like I had a, a Honda, Honda motorbike engine in it. What was the car? A Honda Z360. Huh. Uh, which was like the, the sort of predecessor to the Civic and that sort of stuff. Um, very small, weighed about 500 kilos with everything on it. These are adorable. I Do know, you know this. what year yours was? Uh, 72. Oh my God, they look so fucking cool. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Got a little power bulge on the front. And wildly enough, plenty of headroom for me. <laughs> that seems strange because it does look like the joke car that the very tall man is in in The Simpsons. Yeah, and I'm 6'2", and I could get in that car and have plenty of clearance over my head. God damn, that's a fucking good-looking car. Yeah. It's like a sport version of it as well. Well, there's the, there was the N360, which is, like, square and looks like a looks like an old um, Mini. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was the Z360, which is, like, the sporty-looking one. Yeah, you got a little sport back on it, sort of. Yeah, they had, like, a little hatchback. Yeah. Very fun. Uh, not that fast, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have done a bank robbery, I think. Old lady robbery, come on. Deckers threw his victim's mobile phone out the car window during the getaway. Ah, so they can't track you. (laughs) 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 This guy's seen enemy of the state. Uh, The police officers called off the pursuit and the pair got away. Well, that's responsible. For the police, yeah. Good for them. Yeah, Yeah, high-speed chases kind of should not be a thing at all. Hmm. And also cops shouldn't exist. Yeah, well, that too. Uh, defund high-speed chases through the act of defunding the police. Yes. <laughs> uh, the court heard it was not until later that night when Cosgrove was looking on social media that he realized Deckers had used a complete a replica gun. This guy gets 100% of his news and current events from Facebook, doesn't he? Uh, imagine yeah. just like scrolling, being like, you know what? That was a lovely day with my new friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Threatening oh, with a gun. Okay. I wonder what those police were doing. Yeah. Uh, you did not know Mr. Deckers had bought a replica gun with him, Justice Pierce said. You only found out on Facebook that night. <laughs> that night? Wow. So he really did just go home and be like, fuck, that's me. That's me that was there. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Justice Pierce said Cosgrove handed himself into police the next day and subsequently pleaded guilty to the accessory and evade charges. Well, good on him. Yeah. It's probably the best you can do. You've done the right thing, I suppose. Maybe not. Belatedly. (laughs) Belatedly. What are you getting stealing a handbag these days, really? You're not going to be getting a lot of cash. I mean, you you maybe get a phone. Maybe you get a phone, but he's thrown the phone out. I mean, if my bag got stolen, cards are just going to be blocked immediately. Yeah. Seems like a poor choice these days. I guess like um, maybe get a handful of free tampons. Mm, maybe, maybe well, it's see, just after them tampons. <laughs> you, you're not even you're not the even tampon that strikes again. <laughs> well, still a poor choice. You're not getting a handful of tampons from a 65 year old lady. Oh, damn, you're right. <sighs> wow, it's menopause. I always forget about menopause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say, however, that I believe that old ladies would are probably the only people who are carrying cash. Oh, maybe. Okay. Oh, okay. Because who the fuck else carries cash around with them these days? That's I think I've got like two bucks in my wallet right now, just in case. Just in case what? You know, I need a gold coin for entry into a museum or something, maybe. Are you perhaps going to a primary school fate by yourself? Yes, and I need to have, <laughs> I don't know, what do they have at fates? A cupcake? Probably get a gold coin cupcake. Yeah, but you got to use your gold coin to get in, and then you're, oh, then sure, you're out yeah. of luck. Yeah. Uh, what, are they <laughs> what if I just try and bargain them Say look I'm not actually coming in I just need the cupcake From inside <laughs> there and then I will immediately leave 
I I am only here to buy a chocolate crackle. Okay. Oh, I do love those things. Mm, so all delicious. I'm here for is a chocolate crackle. What's the uh, What's the name of the uh, honey Honey Jumble Honey Joy Honey, honey Joys mm. Honey Joys are the uh, Kellogg's cornflakes, the legendary anti-masturbation food, mm-hmm. uh, fused together with honey into a big lump. Pretty good. Yeah, those are good. It's just think, sugar. Yeah, all the best stuff. It, you know? It's great. Yeah. Might get yourself a piece of fairy bread or something. I wonder what some fairy bread goes for at a fate these days. Oh, these days. Because of the economy, probably mm. heaps. <laughs> so that's just a little bit of analysis there. Just <laughs> serious up the tone of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Slugged at the fairy bread Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> this week on a current affair. <laughs> oh boy. It used to be fifty cents. Now it's one entire dollar. And who's keeping the profits? I feel like the I don't know. The last time uh, our kids' school had like a, a fate. They had like like carnival rides and shit. Really, Jesus! Yeah. They had like little tilt a whirl things and the big slides and stuff. Oh, we would just uh, have like cupcakes and some filthy farm animals. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, my kids are like, "We need to go on all these things." And I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> 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 oh, I've only got a gold coin with me. Sorry. God damn it. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, that guy's probably going to jail. The other guy, hope hope so. It's a pretty rough one. Hmm. Shouldn't rub old ladies. Uh, wait, oh, so Cosgrove was the was the guy who, who was making friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had prior convictions for driving with an illicit drug in his system. Shouldn't even be a crime. Uh, at the time of the July offence, he did not have a license. Oh, well, okay. So you know. The guy's like, hey, I need a ride to the bank. He's That's like, weird. Sure. But, and I don't have a license, but okay. <laughs> I would love to. Justice Beer said Cosgrove had not been to prison before. He had taken steps to turn his life around and had stopped using illicit drugs. Oh, good for him. Good for him, I guess. Stop making friends on Facebook. Yeah, like he's, uh, he's clearly a good friend, a nice, helpful person. Just yeah, don't maybe be a little more, apply some scrutiny to your new friendships. That yeah. you made on in the Facebook. comments of a, <laughs> a Facebook page that you follow. Yeah, real uh, real taxi driver, I sit alone all day vibes and someone <laughs> was finally nice to me, you know? Good movie. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a bold proclamation that the <laughs> classic film Taxi Driver is a good movie. <laughs> I just watched it the other day. It is a good one. Hi everybody, it's me, it's Theo. Now I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. Well, from uh, illicit <laughs> drugs in our system to illicit materials at our parents' house. You like that, man? Well, I mean, that's... Yeah, okay, I guess that kind of counts as a segue. It, it just seems a little bit like you've just gone, well, from one thing, here's another thing. That's that's literally what a segue is. Yeah. All right, okay, no, that was great. Well, look, uh, it, either I can keep doing them or I can put them upon you in your hungover state. No, please keep doing them. I'll just groan. <laughs> and uh, looks like we got another story here. <laughs> Ah, I see something else in the document. <laughs> so, what else is in the news? <laughs> I need a, I need like a prop newspaper to rustle near the microphone when we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a bad case of. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. Oh, oh no! It's not. <laughs> it's no, certainly. I mean, it's the one thing this person didn't want to happen. I guess. Yeah, I'm going to side with this guy in this story. <laughs> okay. I, scroll, I scrolled down too far while all that was happening. Damn, this document. Mm-mm. So, this is from the Associated Press. <clears throat> 
A man who sued his parents for getting rid of his pornography collection has won a lawsuit in Western Michigan and can seek compensation. <laughs> U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney ruled in favor of David Working, who said his parents had no right to throw out his collection. He lived at their Grand Haven home for 10 months after a divorce before moving to Muncie? Muncie, Indiana. That's Muncie, right. Muncie, Indiana. As featured in the film's... Uh, oh, fuck. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, okay. And the Coen Brothers movie that's about the hoop. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. No, another one. You know, for kids, that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful film. Beautiful Christmas film as well. Watch that movie if you can find out what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> no, it's annoying me. because The I'm Hard Sucker Proxy. To, yeah, I'm, I have the vision of Tim Robbins on the cover. Oh, it's so good. Such Stand a wonderful up. film. Uh, working so the boxes of films and magazines worth an estimated $29,000 were missing. $29,000 of lacquered material at your parents' house. What would be in that? That's... That's what I want to know. So, I reckon we've either... It's... It's got to be, like, vintage. Yeah. Like, it's got to be rare or an unbelievable quantity. But this is also his own valuation of it. Or the most disgusting (laughs) photo (laughs) we can get. Uh, there is no question that the destroyed property was David's property, Maloney said Monday. Defendants repeatedly admitted <laughs> that they destroyed the property. Well, that's your first mistake. Yeah, shouldn't have admitted it. I wonder if the porn came after the divorce or the divorce came because of the porn. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David, it's your $29,000 vintage pornography collection or me. Fine. Well, See ya. <laughs> Don't let that door hit you in the ass on the way out, Sharon. <laughs> but do lock the door because I will be whacking it to my $29,000 of porn that I have. Mm, which also must be protected at all costs. Um, look, I... <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Number one, you don't you don't need that much porn in your house. But if that's your bag, it's no crime... And it would be, like, kind of a bummer if you had uh, a $29,000 collection of anything and someone just went into the dumpster with you. I feel like if you have $29,000 worth of pornography, uh, instead of storing it at my parents' house, I would put a token amount of money into storing it at a storage facility. Yeah, it wouldn't cost a lot of money. Not compared to the $29,000 worth of porn that you have. Mm-hmm. It's really more of an investment to look after the security of your your skin mags. You Absolutely. Know? Do you reckon this is mostly in magazines or are we... Uh, well, it Maybe. says... It said um, uh, films and magazines. Sure. So Tapes, I would love maybe. to... Like VHS. It's mm. got to take up a lot of room. They sure do. Maybe DVDs. You know, maybe old uh, old reels, you know? Wouldn't that be mm. cool? That would be genuinely cool. Yeah, so old, like, uh, like, uh, like Deep Throat, a big 72 mil reel or something. <laughs> you got your fucking precious copy of Behind the Green Door. Yeah. Uh, Working's parents said that they had a right to act as his landlords. Hmm. Remember hmm. the last time your landlord came into your house and wrecked all your jack-off material? <laughs> so, I came in here to fix that uh, sink that you were complaining about, and then I saw you had $29,000 worth of porn, and I just threw it all in the bin. Well, hmm. peace. Yep. Came in to change a light bulb, but wound up uh, putting your <laughs> putting your body pillow collection through a mulcher. <laughs> Maybe they didn't destroy it. Maybe they just took it, and that's why they're like, yes, we destroyed it. We destroyed all of that porn. Meanwhile, well, yeah. it's one by one showing up on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quote, defendants do not cite any statute or case law to support their assertion that landlords can destroy property that they dislike, <laughs> the judge said. <laughs> yep, well, <laughs> that yeah. seems pretty reasonable. Pretty hard to argue with. And I think when you have fronted up in court and said repeatedly, yes, I absolutely set fire to all of the pervert material. That my son bought home. Uh, you've kind of, kind of tied your own noose there, you know. Maloney told both sides to file briefs on the financial value of the collection. Uh, quote: The court does not intend to hold an evidentiary hearing. We do not want to see any of this evidence. Please don't. 
I did see uh, I did see this story written up somewhere else, and um, the part that I liked was when he was moving back home after his divorce. His parents said, "And don't bring the pornography with you." <laughs> Great. Which raises some other questions, like why were your parents aware of your twenty nine thousand dollar pornography collection? I mean, I assume it's got to be physically quite large. Yeah, it'd have to have been. On display in the home. Oh God! Imagine, imagine like um, you know when you when you see those guys who collect like ten million Funko Pops or like a billion comic books or whatever, like a, a billion um, billion mangas and stuff, mm. and they just have like full wall bookshelves, completely full. That's this guy, but that's this guy with porno mags. Yeah. Um. I, I knew a kid when I was in primary school uh, whose dad had that. He had the wall of Playboy in the garage. Wow. And I stole so many of his Playboys. Because <laughs> I uh, did not like that kid. <laughs> how old do you... What would you guess this man's age is? In the, in the story we're talking about? Yes. The, the porn man. Too old. Uh, like 40. Yeah, so he's currently 42, uh, and this happened to him in 2017. Wow, that's pretty spot on. Hmm. And I, I, yeah, I mean, look, on one hand, it takes a lot of time to build up a really big collection of something, but also- What? Oh, so -hmm. this is from insider.com. There's a paragraph here. Uh, His parents also described some items within the collection as the, quote, worst of the worst and kept them in a safety deposit box because they feared they might be illegal. Oh, it's probably hentai. Yeah. It's probably hentai. It sounds pretty bad. Or maybe it's just like BDSM stuff and then the parents think it's illegal. Oh, they're just prudes. Yeah, they're just prudes. You're allowed to do that? That doesn't seem right. That seems wrong. It ought to be illegal. Oh... I guess that is the one thing this guy didn't want to happen. So, you know. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Uh, This is from Mercury News. A few months later, his parents, Paul and Beth Working, delivered some of the possessions he had been asking that they return. He noticed some items were missing. In an email, he said his father told him, quote, we counted 12 moving boxes full of pornography plus two boxes of, quote, sex toys, as you call them. We began that day the process of destroying them, and it took quite a while to do so. (laughs) Later, just spending all day trying to destroy like fleshlights. Oh wait, here we go. Uh, So later, Paul Working told his son that he had destroyed your porn for your own mental and emotional health. Working estimated his collection was worth about twenty five thousand dollars. He itemized his itemized list of the destroyed property included one thousand six hundred and five DVDs and VHS tapes. 1,500? 1,605. That's a lot of porn. So, was that just VHS? Uh, that's combined DVDs and VHS tapes numbers, I believe. Okay, that's still a... That is a lot of physical space. That is. You don't need it. It's, porn is on the internet. I'm, I'm going to agree with Lucy here and say that, like, I think that in, in the worst case scenario, we are probably talking about, like, uh, like sex dolls and... I don't know, like, I I think based on uh, the freaks you find on Twitter, that the popularity of, like, very questionable stuff that involves, like, uh, depictions of very young people and that sort of thing, that's the kind of thing that I would imagine somebody would look at and say, oh, I think, I think this is actually illegal. Or like, I- it's a DVD that says, like, slutty teens. They're not teens, you know? <laughs> They just look like it. You're teen until you are 25, and then you're immediately MILF. Yes, that's right. There's no in between. <laughs> Teens or MILFs, that's the only only two sides of porn. Where's the... I, I think we need to force, like, a new classification into the middle there of just, like, age-appropriate uh, depictions of ladies in porno. Wild. I don't know if it'll work, but... We'll give it, it a go. Though? What would you call it? What would you call it? What's what's between uh, teen and milf, Ben? Uh, friend, a friend. <laughs> yeah, a friend. <laughs> Hot friends in your area. <laughs> <laughs> These women are looking for friendship, but nude. 
that's the key part of it. I'm just thinking about all the things they could think was probably illegal. It's probably like incest, you know? They're not really brother and sister. It's not a real stepdad. All right, here we go. Uh, Ottawa County Sheriff's Department reviewed the materials and found no evidence of child pornography. No charges resulted. Oh, that's okay. good. How long do you reckon it took them to go through all the stuff? Oh. <laughs> if it's anything like me when I'm meant to be doing like a thorough review of a lot of evidence, I uh, would guess that they looked at about eight DVD covers and then went, it's probably fine. That's fine. <laughs> It's probably fine. I will it's, be taking some of these home for uh, yeah. to do more work on them. It's just barely legal teens and stepsister stuff. It's fine. <laughs> it's probably fine. You know? I'm sure that court case has very specific things in it like that, and I would love to hear them. Mm. <laughs> How often can you like get the the transcript of a court case? Well, I guess it uh, if it's in the news, then if it's, it's in the news. Yeah. You would assume that you might be able to get a hold of it. If you know how to get a hold of the court case of David working from Muncie, Indiana, mm. about his extensive pornography collection. Love an itemized list of evidence. Yeah. Send it into mailbag at buntavista.com. If you are US District Judge Paul Maloney, uh, please contact oh. us. Give us a call. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I keep finding more things for this. Oh, no. Uh, which I uh, probably you know could have done in advance if I wasn't so hungover. <laughs> Got a hard, um, had a hard day. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> uh, no. This is an email from Paul working to his son, David working. Subject, re colon more stuff. <laughs> David working, comma. This is how he has said, instead of, hi, David, or hello, son, he said, David working, comma. That usually means you're in trouble. You are in trouble. Uh, it is not natural or normal for a person to have sex with his or her mother. It is not natural or normal for a person to have sex with their father. It is not natural or normal for a person to have sex with their brother or sister. It is not natural or normal for a person to have sex with their son or daughter. It is not natural or normal for a person to have sex with any child, related or not. Oh, it is natural God. or normal for a person to have sex with an animal. I have found DVDs depicting all of these detestable practices in your collection. Such things should not be promoted, celebrated, or glamorized. Any I was so correct. You nailed <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, any on. civilization that tolerates or promotes these acts will not survive. <laughs> uh, okay, any Dad. individual that puts this garbage into his mind, whether or not he commits these acts, will also suffer. Oh, my God. <sighs> Fucking Jordan Peterson over here. Oh, mm. oh, my goodness. It should be no surprise to anyone that a person who watches this stuff every day will have nightmares and or strange dreams. Mm. Is this a condition that he had complained of? Yeah, I've been having these really strange dreams. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking mum in all of them. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, here we go. I'm going to read you a list right now. Okay. Yes, here we go. Uh, um, <laughs> these are uh, some of the titles working kept in boxes in his parents' basement. Yes. I'm so excited. Me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> young nurses in lust. Oh, that's, that's, that's fine. Just don't... Well, if you're doing it in the workplace, it's not appropriate, but... Okay. Peeping Tom. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fashionistas, discs one through three. <laughs> Honey drippers. <laughs> country girls in heat. Yes. Country girls make do. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Old grannies, young panties, one. <laughs> Cafe Wait, flesh, whoa, whoa, three. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Give me that one again. Old grannies, young panties, one. Wow. How, how do the panties become young? Are they like just fresh out of the packet? I think they just mean the panties that a young woman might wear. Yeah, I think sort of like a... <laughs> Do you think it's like a, an, an old and young uh, lesbian type thing? I think they're maybe just using figurative language to be like, she might be a grandma, but she's also sexually charged. But her underwears are youthful. Mm. Huh, that's interesting. Um, sorry, I'll read out a few more of these here. <laughs> There's just one of these I was like... Wait, that's not an adult movie, but I think it absolutely is. The New Barbarians from 1990. Not to be confused with the movie The New Barbarians from the 1980s, which I have on VHS. Hmm. Um, body Slam in one and three. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't have two, though. doesn't have two. Uh, Pretty Peaches two. Anal mm -hmm. Misconduct. <laughs> <laughs> Your mum tossed my salad. Oh, Uranus Experiment, discs one through four. 
Uh-huh. Taboo, American style, one through three. Huh? That's uh, sorry, uh, Taboo, American style, four as well. Big Wet Asses 15. <laughs> yes. Asian Chunky Chicks. I'm writing Sex some of these City. down. Discs one and two. Cheerleaders, discs one and two. Granny's Gone Anal, discs <laughs> one through six. Mother Daughter Exchange Club 2. Okay. Do you think that's like a wife swap type thing? Uh, yeah, potentially. Uh, okay. Older Women, Younger Women, 8. And Shot at Home, 4. <sighs> you just don't get this this kind of title on like Pornhub, you know? Yeah. It's really something that... special about it. <laughs> No, well, it's always it's always like a title for a scene now. You know, you don't get mm. you don't get the title for the whole movie, which is really very representative of of the tone of the piece. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. um, you need to know whose ass is getting slammed and how wet it is. Do you want to hear something else quite upsetting? God. Absolutely. Uh, so this is an email from David to his dad, <laughs> uh, dated December thirtieth, twenty seventeen. There's plenty of porn on the internet if you want to watch that, Dad. Try you porn or X hamster. <laughs> Believe me, King. I know you need it with Mum around. I needed it with Mary around. Damn. Oh my god. This dude is a straight up and down pervert. Meanwhile, for me, there are college girls out there waiting to be made into women. Oh no. Very strange. Oh, okay. You don't have to take someone else's stuff, and I would like it back, along with the sex toys, my music CDs, my tambourine, my black comforter, <laughs> my record player, my wedding rings, eight eight by ten canvases, my art bag, a quote owners gets clipped poster, one long container of smutty magazines, and I'm also missing <laughs> I notice here my PS Vita games. <laughs> Silent Hill, Book of Memories, Uncharted, Golden Abyss, Rayman Origins, Soul Sacrifice, Injustice, Gods Among Us, Little Big Planet, Gravity Rush, Need for Speed, Most Wanted. Oh, and I don't have the cord that allows me to send pictures from the digital camera to my computer. Weird. PS Vita, this guy is a pervert. <laughs> this is so <laughs> strange. What, what a journey from, uh, hey dad, give me back all my pornography. I assume that you are not having sex with mum anymore. My ex-wife didn't have enough sex with me. I want to fuck some college girls. Give also, me my tambourine. <laughs> here's an extensive list of my very mundane items to wrap this out. Here yeah, my PS Vita games and my tambourine. Oh. I think he might just be a big time perv. Um, so like, I, like, imagine, imagine being uh, a, an adult man um, with an adult son and you find his boxes upon boxes of DVDs that are like, I'm having sex with my mother. I desperately want to have sex with my mother. Mm. Uh, and being like, buddy, this is not pleasing to me, you know? And then he's like, hey, I fucking love my smut. Dad, <laughs> you can't take my disgusting smut away from me, Dad. I wonder if it would be like a relief if you were the dad and you found all of the I want to fuck my mum porn and you're like, oh, no. But then you also found the I want to fuck my dad porn. You'd be like, <laughs> oh, well, I guess. I guess it's it just was, more of a it's genre. both of us. Uh, there's a, another email exchange here. This is his mum in 2016 uh, discussing with him the possibility of him moving back in. Uh, so, at first, she's sort of offered him a spot in the basement, uh, which he rejects. So, she says, I was thinking you'd have your own space down there, but you can have Marilyn's room. Uh, you can keep all your fucking buckets of filth. Uh, I'll bet the balcony would have good light to paint by. So, this is because his w- email rejecting the suggestion says, no, don't put me downstairs. There's no natural light and I need to finish the painting series I was doing to move on to oils. I we all know what kind of paintings he's doing, right? Nude he's doing like big, big nude anime for big sure. Titties. Oh man! I look in fairness, uh, <laughs> in fairness to this guy and to his parents, I think that there is a real generational divide about incest porn. <laughs> They sure. don't get it. It's just all porn is like that now. Imagine just trying to explain that to uh, boomers. Imagine, yeah, just trying to explain. Look, like ninety-two percent of new pornography getting produced is just depicting somebody having sex uh, with their stepbrother, their stepsister, their stepmother, or their stepfather, 
Except none of them are using the word step in the movie. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like that happened really quickly. Yeah, it did seem to sort of come out of nowhere. Yeah, I've, I feel like, like maybe I'm wrong, but I've, I've definitely been looking at porno the whole time. Like I didn't, I didn't take a few years off looking at porno or anything. You, know you don't take any time off in. when you're driving. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone's going to write in and tell us that Pornhub is an algorithm, and I don't want to hear it. Okay. Well, well I mean, look, if you're looking at like, it in incognito, it's you know, it's not using any of your actual data. So, well then, so true. Um. Yeah, like it's it's not like I I took some big years long sabbatical from porn at some point. And <laughs> you emerged from the pornless wilderness. And went, what is this? Everything has changed. Yeah, like uh, like in you know Rambo three, where they have to go up to the monastery and find him up there, looking all ripped. We need you to come back. <laughs> we need you to what's jack off again. With porn. Yeah, people are fucking their mum now. <laughs> what? You got to get back in the game, um, but yeah, it just it just seemed like in the space of I don't know a year or two that all of a sudden that's that's what porn is. I think it was websites. definitely like an algorithm thing. Like it is just providing the type of content that people will click on. I think it's saying something terrifying about the human psyche. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I assume we've all seen those things where, like, every year Pornhub starts putting out stats that are like. Here were here were the most searched for terms on like a state by state basis in America mm-hmm. or like a country by country basis, and those are upsettingly specific depending on the state. <laughs> they sure are. Oh boy! Yes, it's a whole new world that we live in, and uh, I don't think any of us are happy about it. Basically, we're just stuck in it. Anyways, R.I.P. to that guy's porno collection. R.I.P. Fed into a wood chipper. <laughs> just imagine, like, uh, his very many dildos going into the wood chipper. Just, like, slightly <laughs> too spongy to really have the blade get at it. Just getting jammed <laughs> in there. Flopping around in there. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. What, uh, what do you think we should round it out with this week? I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I I reckon (laughs) if you could just scroll down to underneath the one that we got up to, uh, the Netherlands corner installment there. Mm, And you know that we like to check in. Well, there's a perfect segue uh, from from (laughs) a disgusting pervert (laughs) and his many mounds of smut to the place all the smut came from. (laughs) It's time to see what the Dutch are doing. And we really need to get that Netherlands corner theme. Yeah, (laughs) I'll, I'll have to figure that out. Um, <laughs> oopsie whoopsie. <laughs> uh, so this is from uh, the number one visited site by Ben on Google Chrome. <laughs> yep. Because uh, he doesn't have to look at this one in incognito. Maybe he should. I probably should. From uh, DutchNews.nl. That's where we get all our Dutch news from. Uh, distressing news from Netherlands as courts find that aphrodisiacs are not food and should be taxed at 21%. Uh, Supplements meant to boost the libido, such as Spanish fly and herbal poppers, are not foodstuffs and as such should not fall under the low rate of value-added tax, or BTW, the Dutch Supreme Court said on Friday. What the fuck is in Spanish fly, huh? What's that? I'm not sure. Uh, wasn't there a, wasn't there like a Tone Loke song called Spanish Fly? Does any of this stuff work? There's an episode of Futurama called Spanish Fry about his penis being an aphrodisiac. Huh, oh, okay. there you go. Mm. Um, but yes, I would I would like is to know what is allegedly in Spanish Just Fly. Oyster oh. juice or something? Oh, it's straight up an insect. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I think that's a separate thing, isn't oh, it? Oh, sorry. No, you're right. The Spanish Fly is a thing. Uh, it's just it's. <laughs> The, you oh, know how Google no. like preload images? Uh, oh, it's combined no. the insect and the, the substance. You're making oh no noises there, mm. Andrew. Yeah, that's because I'm looking at Healthline.com, who have chosen to open the article, What is Spanish Fly Exactly? Uh, medically reviewed by Alan Carter, Farm D. Written by Adrian Santos Longhurst. 
on July 16, 2019, and she has chosen to open this article with the sentence, while Bill Cosby may have put Spanish fly back oh. in the media. Oh, so it's th- not an aphrodisiac, it's a drug? This catch-all term for back-of-the-magazine aphrodisiacs never really went anywhere. A number of love potions and aphrodisiacs using this name have been available on the market for decades. Just a few drops of Spanish flies supposed to get women in the mood for loving and give men the kind of raging erections that would make a porn star blush. Uh, Not in the porn that David Working has. (laughs) In reality, most products sold as Spanish fly contain little more than water, sugar, and empty promises. The ingredient Spanish fly is named after is actually quite potent, though not in the way you'd hope. Uh, true Spanish fly is made from blister beetles, specifically the substance produced by the beetles called cantharidin. The insect's name is not for nothing. Uh, contact with cantharidin blisters skin. Oh. Its use dates way back, and some of its many infamous fans included a Roman empress who used cantharidin to encourage sexual behavior worthy of blackmailing her family with. Okay. Roman gladiators who used it for orgies. And queens who used it on their kings and those kings on their mistresses to spice things up. The Romans just love to fuck. Freaky deaky motherfuckers. Respect it. Uh, Dried beetles would be crushed and mixed with drinks or sweets, not always to the receiver's knowledge, and consumed to promote feelings of warmth throughout the body and swelling of the genitals. But these warm fuzzies are due to inflammation, not (laughs) attraction. (laughs) Awesome. Along with long-lasting erections, Spanish fly was found to cause a number of serious side effects, including death. Oh, that yes. is quite serious. Even death, as Marquis de Sade tragically discovered in 1772 after giving sweet aniseed balls laced with Spanish fly to prostitutes who ended up dying horrible deaths from it. Jesus. Since then, the potential dangers of using Spanish fly have been well documented and include painful urination, bl- <laughs> blood in urine... Vomiting blood, difficult, difficulty swallowing, uh, priapism, abdominal pain, kidney failure, gastrointestinal bleeding, convulsion, seizures, and coma. All right. Mm. <laughs> Not for list- me. <laughs> I love listing coma as a symptom. <laughs> it's a potential of side something. effect. So you can still buy products called Spanish fly, okay. uh, but they do not contain cantharidin or the insect. Good to know. They mainly have uh, things like ginseng and ginkgo biloba in them. Uh, So, I guess you can buy a Spanish fly if you want. uh, But if you buy it in the Netherlands, you will now be charged more money. Yeah. Well, give it a go. Get back to us right in. Yep. (laughs) Tell us Uh, how it goes. This case between an unnamed sex shop owner and the tax office focused on whether capsules, liquids, and powders sold as aids to boost sexual appetite should be subject to 9% or 21% value-added tax. The European Court of Justice ruled in October that the products could qualify for the lower rate because they are ingested orally, and that some of the ingredients are used as food by humans. The definition of foodstuffs, the European Court said, covers all products containing nutrients which serve as building blocks, generate energy, and regulate the body's functions. (laughs) That is what food is, yes. (laughs) Well, I'm taking something that's regulating my boner's function. (laughs) However, judges in the Netherlands have set that ruling, which was advisory, to one side. Uh, The court said the products are promoted on the packaging as aphrodisiacs, and this is how they are used. Because they are not manufactured or sold as foodstuffs, they cannot fall under the lower rate, the court said. Um, The sex shop, which has not been named in court documents, sold the items between 2009 and 2013 with the then lower rate of 6%. But the tax office thought a stand 21% rate should have been charged and has sent the owner a bill of 44,000 euro. Ben, (sighs) because the shop has not been named... Can you tell me what you think the Dutch sex shop was called? Like, I assume every sex shop in the Netherlands is just called sex shop, but it's spelled <laughs> S-E-K-S-S-H-O-P-P, one word. Welcome to sex shop. A couple, a couple of umlauts in Would there. you like to buy a sex fuck machine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Man, I'm going to go to the Netherlands one day and get killed. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a bunch of people at the airport just being like, yeah. there they are, get them. 
pitchforks. And when they're murdering us, we'll be like, you sound so funny right now. <laughs> Whacking me with a big double-ended dildo. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you just threaten to beat my ass? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you, you son of bitch. <laughs> Oh, ow! I'm just picturing them doing like the three guys from the end of the Big Lebowski, just being like, "I fucks you up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure you will. What are you gonna do? Chase me on your bicycle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll have a heart attack after half a kilometer because of all of your French fries covered in mayonnaise. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm ready. I'm at the eating food again part of the hangover now. I think. You know what I, I want to try making is uh, samurai sauce, which is, is um, a kind of sauce that... <laughs> well, no, look, I take it all back. That's Belgian. It's not Dutch. Okay. Uh, but I've, I've seen a few recipes for samurai sauce. A Belgian condiment commonly served with Belgian fries. The sauce is also popular and widely used throughout France, not to be confused with Algerian sauce. Uh, there is a version called Algerian sauce, which is similar to samurai sauce, but with onions. Oh, the sauce so, is made with mayonnaise, ketchup, and harissa or sambal olek. Mm. And, and you put it on your fries or in kebabs. Oh, yeah, they used sounds, to have it at Lord of the Fries. It's delicious. It sounds oh. fucking boss. Hard to find a recipe for, though, because everyone's like, mm, who knows where it came from? I have actually spent quite a while looking for recipes <laughs> for samurai sauce. You you would be surprised. If you have a good recipe for samurai sauce, write into mm. the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you have any aphrodisiac recommendations. If an aphrodisiac has worked on you, tell us about it. They don't work. One time in high school, me and my friends shoplifted a packet of horny goat weed. Oh, that horny was the single most and then we ate all of it. item at every single Woolworths <laughs> that I worked at. It Horn, didn't do really. anything. People will steal horny goat weed, but they'll just like leave the box there. They always just like take it out and then just fuck off. Because you can't go and buy your horny goat weed, especially before you had like self-serve checkouts. No, Come on. be it like a 14-year-old trying to scan it and it wouldn't work. They'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I just got to get a price check on the horny goat weed. <laughs> horny goat weed. It tells you what it does right on the box. And I respect that. Makes you, it, it makes you horny. Yep, yep. Yep. (laughs) Now, just before we get out of here, because I I think we have our strong suspicions that this will be the the last new episode for the year. We might have a week off. Is that how we're going to do it? Yeah, I think that's how we're going to do it. Uh, It's fucking Christmas. We're going to do Christmas things. We got families. You got families. No one needs a podcast over Christmas. We deserve time off. So, before we go, I am going to read this letter from a listener, uh... In response to some of the stuff on the most recent bonus episode? Was it the bonus episode where we were talking about uh, Catholic relics and such? Yeah, certainly. That that was it. Uh, So, here's a letter. Dear Buenta Vista, as an avid listener and a more avid Catholic, well, give us some time. We might win you over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as As an avid listener and a more avid Catholic, I enjoyed the recent bonus episode discussion about our weird relic situation, and I wanted to share an obscure factoid that may be of passing interest. You have covered our veneration of blood and bones, etc., but it's worth noting that these are what are considered first class relics. There are also second and third class relics, items that a saint used or was in proximity to an item a saint used. These could include rosary beads, prayer books, or even their shoes or shirt. This brings us to the beatification of Carlos Acutis, uh, an Italian teenager who sadly lost his life to leukemia aged 16. Carlos was very devout in his faith and made many documentaries on Catholic miracles throughout the world that he posted online. Recognition of his holy life, in addition to a miracle attributed to his intercession, saw Carlos beatified by Pope Francis this past October. Being born in 1991, we also know many predictable things about a teenage boy born at this time. The known interests of Blessed Carlos include Pokemon and gaming on his PS2. This creates a fair possibility that there are currently PS2 controllers and Pokemon cards that meet the criteria for second-class relics in the Catholic Church. (laughs) Many blessings to your household to this joyful time of year, Ash. That is fucking wonderful. It is wonderful. Imagine, Imagine playing a... Relic class Pokemon card during a game. Would that make you more likely to win? It seems like it has to. Sure. It seems like you would immediately win the game. But I don't really know that much about Pokemon. 
have seen Detective Pikachu. It was pretty, fine. It was pretty good. pretty good. Yep. They shot that movie on 35mm film. Huh. Did they? They did. Uh, which is odd, because basically no movies do that anymore, especially for one that's so digital effects heavy. It was strange. It was a good looking movie. Congratulations to Ryan Reynolds, voice of Detective Pikachu. He is yes. a charming man. It would be hard to argue that he's not a charming man. Mm-hmm. You're right, Reynolds. Yep. I just remember uh, when... Because he, he used to be on that, like, two, two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, uh, uh, whatever it's called, Vanda, Van Wilder, yep. that movie. Mm-hmm. So, Probably he was in that either. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, like... Did a few movies like um, the remake of the the Amityville Horror, uh, and in that movie he was suddenly like ripped. I uh, was insanely ripped for his role in the remake of the Amityville Horror, which is not very good, but boy did he look nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the he thought sure we're going to leave you on. <laughs> yep, pretty cool. Hey. Looking at Ryan Reynolds's muscles, <laughs> oh, absolute washboard abs, you know. Uh, and then he would threaten his family with an axe. Mm. Not very good. Not, Not a very great good. guy. Uh, thank you for writing in, Ash. It's tantalizing to think about uh, like an original PS2 controller being a second-class relic. And I think that's it for us this year. Whew. We're done. Let these poor people get out of here. Drink a glass of water and lie down. Mm. You know? will. Have a wonderful <laughs> Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Oh boy, and uh, and a happy new year. I hope that if it's possible that you are able to see some people from your family, and if you're not, I'm very sorry. It's been a hard year for a lot of people, and then we can't wait for it to fuck off. Can't wait for it to fucking. End. I'm sure everything's going to be better next year. Yeah, Janu- January first, <laughs> problem solved. Oh boy, but we will all do what we can over the break. Have a little relax. Uh, do what you can. Send all your love to all your loved ones. And hang in there, you know? Yeah. Hang in there. Hang in there, like the kitten poster. <laughs> Adorable. Uh, yeah. Instead of it? listening to this podcast, look at one of those kitten posters. <laughs> well, it's an audio format, so mm. you could probably do both at the same time. Uh, too powerful. It'd become imagine too you, relaxed. Imagine if you were looking at the poster at the moment I said, hang oh, in there. Oh, my goodness. Like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in a dentist chair and it was on the roof of the, <laughs> of the dentist. Hmm. Yep. Just something to think about. Something you, to think about. <laughs> see you next year, You sound everybody. like you want to get out of here, Lucy. That's I sure do. <laughs> <laughs>